0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. During this edition, we're featuring two of the speeches from the recent BlackFamiliesMatter.org rally. Participants called for the protection of life and families at the event which was held next door to the Big Planned Parenthood Abortion Center in Flossmoor. First up, Latasha Fields, Illinois State Coordinator for parentalrights.org and the founder of the Christian Home Educators Support System. As you'll hear, Ms. Fields is passionate about getting kids out of government schools.
0: So as I stand before you here today, I stand as a 14-year home educator. So my passion with education has went further than I even desired, amen. I often pray and cry to God, how did I get here? How did I get here? But the state of education is disheartening what's happening to our children on today. Yes, mine are homeschooled. I have a homeschooled to college graduate, and I thank God. So I can stand here today to say, black families, you can't teach your children. The devil is a lie. Yes, we can teach our children. We're not inadequate. We don't have lack of anything. Because with God, everything is sufficient, and his grace will be sufficient for you on today. I had that baby at 17 years old, so don't tell me what God won't do. Amen. I got three more that I'm homeschooling. And I'll homeschool my grandchildren if the Lord let me live, see it. So be encouraged on today as I stand with a testimony of what's happening with our education system, especially in Illinois. But I'm going to start with a quote from Booker T. Washington. He said this, education is not a thing apart from life. And sometimes we advocate for education as though it's just all about the ABCs and one, two, threes. We need to stop doing that. Because we know a lot of successful people look next door, very successful, accelerated education, and they're murderers. Amen. Come on, so we need to stop thinking education is just about this, the ABCs and the one two threes. He said education is not a thing apart from life, not a system, nor a philosophy. It is direct teaching how to live and how to work. Because wow. the Bible, see, this, this word education is kind of a new age thing that we kind of came up with. But God call it wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what's not apart from life. That's what we need to be encouraging and advocating, informing parents that their children need wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And God said, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God, he'll add all things unto you. You desire your children to be engineers, doctors, lawyers, whatever it may be. Give them Jesus and he'll add those things. Stop advocating for just this secular education all the time. And worry about these children's souls. Therefore, under no circumstances should we continue to allow the purveyors of vain deceit to instruct our children. God is shaking and calling parents today to remove their children from these houses of bondage. Known as our government, schools, our public education system. And adhere to the weightier matters of the law. That's what Jesus said in Luke and in Matthew. He said there is a weightier matters of the law. And today, in our time, it has not changed. The way of your matters is our baby's souls. It's their souls, y'all. Academics is important. I bless God for education. I bless God I was able to get mine, no doubt. My children, my daughter just finished college. I'm not saying education is not important, but it's not the way of your matter. God designed the family as an expression of his spiritual truth to reflect his image and fulfill a critical role in the earth. God is commanding parents. This is not a negotiation. Parents are to be stewards and catalysts in instituting and demonstrating righteousness, morality, and a practical way of life to their children. This also sets the precedence of ensuring that his knowledge, not these indoctrinated cesspools, that his knowledge will be carried from generation to generation. As many have said that have went before me, the breakdown of the black family is a major cause. Of the disproportionate realities we face in America, there are spiritual and economic benefits for children having a two-parent home, including educational, health, and social advantages. In the late 1800s to up to the early 1960s, roughly 70% of our black babies had both parents in the home. Homes comparing now, only 75% of our children, 75% of our children, are born out of wedlock. And you want to tell me this is not an epidemic? 75%. Is born out of wedlock. This decrease in marriage stability has to be stopped. Society has bewitched us for decades by socially engineering progressive policies and have conditioned many of us to relinquish our most precious vessels, their children, in the hands of democratically governed schools. The public school system has increasingly become socially and sexually indoctrinated, cesspool. This imprudence have subverted undermine and unravel the foundation of family and the interworking of a thriving moral society. Schools today are here to a one-size-fit-all secular humanistic system designed to drive a wedge between parents and their children. Today's global education system is to usurp the fundamental rights of parents, pervert the minds of our innocent children, destroy true diversity, tolerance, and the God-ordained traditional family structure. Right now in America, 90% of our babies are in public schools. That's roughly 54 million children attend government schools. Out of that 90% here in Illinois, 2 million are enrolled in government schools. And blacks is 16.7% in these demonic institutions. And yet... Illinois spends roughly over $13,000 educating our children. But elementary and high school students under 40% lack sufficient skills in math and reading. And more of our high schoolers in the state of Illinois are not even ready for college, according to the ACT test scores. And we're always crying about failing schools, especially in the city of Chicago. Our children are trapped in failing schools. Well, I came to tell you on this morning, that the trapness and the failedness is, is just not the academics. But it's a failed morality in our school system. There's a failed character trait in our school systems on today. This dumbing down of America's education system is the tenet of socialist commun- communism. And we need to get them out. This is disguised on a progressive education system that supplanted Judeo-Christian values in the early 1900s. This ingenious takeover was done by no other than John Dewey, a socialist Democrat, progressive educational reformer, and his predecessors, Karl Marx, Robert Owens, Horace Mann. They craftily hijacked and eroded the moral tapestry of America's school system and cunningly continued to usurp parental rights. Now, the new kids on the block is Black Lives Matter. They have unpacked their K-12 through history curriculum and it's called Black Lives Matter at School. This insidious movement is rooted not only in depicting that America is intrinsically racist but also in the sexual rights movement. According to Black Lives Matter at School 13 guiding principle, they affirm transgender, queers, gender identity, sexual identity, gender expression disrupting the Western pres- prescribed nuclear family structure. And we got blacks out here, whites out here advocating for Black Families Matter and again They advocate to dismantle and destroy the family structure? God forbid. Similarly, the New York Times 1619 Project by Nicole Hannah-Jones have unleashed their K through 12 public black history curriculum that advocates perpetual victimhood, implies that racism is the innate origin of America, therefore indemnifies excuses for black Americans. And they call this systematic racism, systematic oppression, the failures of slavery 200 years ago, I beg the difference. Here in Illinois, Governor Prixer passed the law on August 9, 2019 that our children must be taught LGBTQ history and that all children must have the knowledge thereof in order to graduate from 8th grade. Why are we still advocating for public education? This became effective July 1st. Why are Christians continually advocating for public education system? moreover illinois k-12 education standards have aligned themselves with the national sexuality standards that is saturated with comprehensive sex aid guidelines that desensitize sexuality as normal child behavior teach children at as young as 11 years old how to consent to sexual activity i have an 11 year old i have a 13 year old i have a 14 year old how dare you come on now And they also, as we all know, this curriculum, look it up, HB 552, the REACH Act, aggressively promotes abortion to our young girls 17 and under. Stop advocating. We got to get them out. And this is all funneled down from Planned Parenthood, the International Planned Parenthood Federation, and the World Health Organization. Although this progressive education has been widely accepted for the last 120 years, again, we should no longer support it. We must stand against these elusive atrocities that are notably dumbing down. Our academic system, sexually indoctrinating our children and teaching human secular humanistic philosophy. This progressive education has been widely accepted for the last 120 years. Again, we should no longer support this. We must stand against these elusive atrocities that are notably dumbing down the academics, sexually indoctrinating our children and teaching them secular humanistic philosophy. This placing an intolerable attack on family and our children's God-given uniqueness of individuality. Now, Amos 3 and 3 speaks on this wise. And this is a question for believers, Bible believers. Amos 3, 3 says this, can two walk together except they agree? That's a question for believers. We must be mindful of our political adversaries. We got to stop voting for people that do not agree with our interests, our values, our heart, traditional family, biblical principles. In the words of Booker T. Washington, there is a class of color people who make a business of keeping troubles the wrongs and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles they have grown into the subtle habit of advertising their wrongly partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievance but they do not want to lose their jobs. This is what we're dealing with in our society today. These individuals desire nothing less but to destroy God's handiwork Perpetuate intergenerational dependency on government, strip away personal responsibility and hard work, disallow heritage, destroy individualism, dignity, and free thinking. Therefore, we have a duty to encourage and support Bible-believing candidates like Mr. Eric Wallace for State Senate and District 40, Mr. Max Solomon. Come on, clap. Come on. I said Bible-believing. These are not our adversaries. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, Max Solomon for state represented in District 38. 38. And Teresa Robinson for Congress in Second District. These individuals uphold traditional family, the fundamental rights of parents, sanctity of life, school choice, perseverance, and triumph that resonates and exalts the resilience of all Americans, especially blacks and commemorates the progress of America and the self-correcting spirit of freedom extantile founding documents come on give you come on give them a hand come on we need to support these people if we want to support our freedoms in this country in this state we are all gathered here today because we know and believe that that the black nuclear family because that's what we're here for black families matter amen so the black nuclear family the marriage between one woman and one man can we say that together One woman and one man, according to the word of God. This is God's heartbeat and this is the divine institution. Believe it or not, liberal organizations, this is not open for human renegotiation. This is not up for revision, regardless of what you think or regardless of where you find yourself. As parents, we must take the lead in what our children learn. We must safeguard their innocence on today. Their education autonomy and give them a quality education. We must return back to Judeo-Christian values on today, people. With the Bible being the number one textbooks. Come on, our children deserve so much better. Can we clap our children today? Can we praise God? Because they are the future on today. They are the next politician, doctor, lawyer, teacher. We act like humans, adults just dropped from the sky. We all started as kids. When are we going to sacrifice ourselves as parents and protect our children? Amen. Our children deserve this. They are the heritage of the Lord, unique treasure vessels, bearing his image and his likeness. The time is now we're losing generations to this onslaught of indoctrination. And the time is now that we pray that God as he gave Daniel the three Hebrew boys ten times the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Pray for your children. Consider getting your children out of government schools. It's time to protect them. It's time to protect their innocence because you will be held accountable. Blood will be on your hands for your kids. You're not exempt from the commandments of God to protect the innocence of your children. We are working together to develop homeschool co-op, church co-op models, where parents that, that are single and that have economic hardship, they can have a place of refuge to rescue their children out of these indoctrinated schools. In closing, beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. For those that don't know, that's Colossians 2 and 8. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you.
1: Latasha well, Fields with ParentalRights.org and the Christian Home Educators Support System at the recent BlackFamiliesMatter.org rally in Flossmoor. After time out, we'll hear from Pastor Caesar LaFleur, who gave his take on Black Lives Matter during the Black Families Matter rally.
2: This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. The current anguish over racial justice has been punctuated by intensifying demands for monetary reparations to the descendants of enslaved Americans. The prospect of arranging appropriate compensation for uncompensated slave labor that ended 155 years ago remains wildly impractical. But it also goes against the nation's highest ideals. America has always been the land of fresh starts and new life, where you're not judged by who your grandparents were or where they came from. To the greatest extent possible, your progress in life should reflect your own efforts, not your family's past. Slavery reparations emphasize the opposite idea, assigning tax-funded payouts based not on who you are, but on who your great-great-grandparents were. Joe Biden has already expressed support for a commission to evaluate slavery reparations. If this ill-advised effort becomes a major issue in the campaign, the American people will rightly reject a program designed to accentuate, not narrow, racial differences. I'm Michael Medved.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. The Reverend Caesar LaFleur weighed in on abortion, Black Lives Matter, and the need for strong families during a recent rally on behalf of BlackFamiliesMatter.org. Pastor LaFleur is on the board of the Illinois Family Institute and one of the founders of the Southland Coalition for Life, the outdoor event where he spoke next door to the big Planned Parenthood abortion center in Flossmoor.
3: You know, there have been a lot of people making a lot of declarations about a lot of things lately. You got a lot of people making loud noises saying that a whole bunch of stuff matters. People are saying black lives matter. People are saying blue lives matter. People are saying all lives matter. We're out here saying black families matter. And all of that is good in itself. But I'm here to let you know today that unless it's built on the foundation of a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord And as your Savior unless it's built on the idea that Jesus is King that he is Lord unless it's dedicated to the precept that our hearts and our allegiance need to be turned to God it does not matter at all because I'm here to tell you that outside of Jesus Christ nothing else matters can you say that hallelujah outside of relationship with Jesus Christ nothing else matters matters so I'm out here today to represent Jesus Christ and to say that what matters to him should matter to us amen and you know we are here to talk about black families because we really need to have another narrative counter to what's the, making all the noise in society today you know where I just recently saw a church in South Holland where I live that had at the top of the church in these gigantic black letters letters about 4 feet 5 feet tall huge letters And it said Black Lives Matter right across the top of the church. And I stopped and I looked at it for a few moments, and then I started reflecting and thinking. And you know, I said, you know what? There is no way in the world that I would ever put Black Lives Matter on my church, nor will I paint a mural with that in front of my house, nor will I tack it on any sign and paste it to my door, nor will I chant the slogan. I won't do that until Black Lives Matter puts Jesus is Lord in big letters on their website. When Black Lives Matter does that, when they put Jesus is Lord on their website, when they will attest and testify with me that Jesus is Lord, that God is King, only if they do that will I even consider chanting what they want me to chant because I will not bow to the idol and worship an idol. I just cannot do it. You know, in Daniel chapter 3, it tells the story about those Hebrew boys. I want to be one of those Hebrew boys. You heard that story that said that Nebuchadnezzar the king built a 90-foot statue made out of gold. And he called all of the leaders and all of the officials and all of the governors, mayors, and all of the leaders and all the community. He called them together and he said, Listen, when you hear the trumpet, when you hear the lyre, when you hear the music, I want you to instantly bow on your knees and worship the idol." But it wasn't long till some of his people came to him and said, King, we got a problem. Those Hebrew guys, those ones that you put over the affairs of the state, they're not paying you any attention because they don't bow and they don't worship. The king said, if you don't do this, you will get the fiery furnace. And when they were challenged on it, they said, you can burn us, you can do whatever you want, but we will not bow to the music. Black Lives Matter today are requiring that same kind of response from us, is that when they play the music, we are required to bow. And if you don't bow, they would seek to destroy you. They would seek to take everything away from you because it's not acceptance that they want, it's submission. But I'm here to say today that the people of God, we have a responsibility to submit to no one but to Jesus Christ. And I don't care what you say, you can't tell me I got to say Black Lives Matter. You can't tell me I can't say that all lives matter. I'm standing in front of a temple of death over here. You don't think I believe all lives matter or black lives are important? I sat on this corner days and days and hours and hours praying that God would tear down these temples of death. So I'm the one who believes that black lives matter because I believe that black babies' lives matter. So you will not get me to bow and worship to the idol of this world. I just will not do it. If i be burned, let me be burned. So we're here today very briefly to talk about Black Families Matter, and they do because they matter to God. God created the family. Pastor Dice just prayed that he talked about it. God was the one who instituted family. He created family. He designated what a family looks like, a man and a woman raising their children in the fear, the nurture and admonition of the Lord. This is how he said he was going to build his society through healthy cells of the family. So the family is very important. The family is God's idea and it's God's ideal. But, you know, Proverbs, there's a proverb that says there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is death. God had a way that he wanted family, but then came along man who said he had a better idea about what family should look like. Came along organizations like Black Lives Matter, who says that they want to break our connection with the patriarchy and the Western concept of Christian families, that they want to break our relationships with heteronormative relationships, that they want to push queerness, that they want to redefine what the family is. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end of it is death. The reason why we have all of the destructive things that are going on in our community, why there's so much death in our streets. Who knows what the death count's gonna be in Chicago by the end of the weekend? Who knows how many people are gonna lose their lives just today for foolishness? Who knows how many more babies have to die? 62 million babies since 1973, 20 million black children since 1973. Our families are in disarray. Black children had a better chance of being raised with a mother and father doing slavery than they do right now because man came along and had a different idea about the way things should be but the Bible says the end of that is death to illustrate it let me just share a short African proverb for you that says you should never tear down a fence until you fully understand the reason why it was put up in the first place never tear down a fence until you fully understand why it was put up and they said the story said there was a village in Africa that for generations, for years, had a giant fence, a wooden fence that surrounded the whole village that they maintained and they kept up for years. But a generation arose and said, wait a minute, every time we want to come in, we got to come through the gate. Every time we want to go out, we got to go all the way down to the gate. This fence is restrictive. This fence is keeping us from doing what we want to do. Why don't we tear the fence down? And the elder said, oh, no, don't do that. Don't tear the fence down. This fence has been up for generations. It's been up for generations. They said, so what? It's not relevant today. We need to tear the fence down so that we can do what it is that we want to do. And the young people had their way and the fence was torn down. Well, it wasn't long before they started realizing that every morning they would wake up, there were some people missing. And when they walked out into the fields, they saw the carcasses of bodies that had been snatched out of the safety of their huts during the middle of the night and dragged out and destroyed. Because what they failed to remember that the fence was set up to protect them from the predators and from all of the things that were seeking to destroy them that the fence was keeping out. Now, in this parable, the fence represents marriage marriage is the safety fence that god put up to protect us from all of the ravages and things that would come along and take us out and destroy us and because the fence has been torn down because fathers are missing out of the family there's nobody to protect them because mothers are no longer have the the motherly love of protecting their children when we can abort them at the rate we're boarding them all of this is out of array and the result of that is death we are dying because of that we're being destroyed because of that. Black families matter because it's God's safety device. It's God's building foundation. And any time that we try to do something outside of the will of God, there is no safety there. So I'm here to say today that I agree, black families matter, not because you say so, but because God says so. Do I have anybody who agree with me today? Do I have anybody who agree that fathers need to stand up and take their place and raise the children that they're producing? have you know, Anybody out here would agree with me that mothers need to support their husbands and be a helpmate to them And then together they need to raise their children Educate their children, protect their children, teach their children the values that they need to have Pour into them those things from the word of God So when they get older they won't fall for the foolishness of the liars Of the pervariance of death and destruction that are running rampant in our communities today Black families matter Because God says so let us pray father we thank you so much for an opportunity to stand here on this spot and boldly proclaim what you have proclaimed that life is a sacred gift from you father you are the giver of life you even sent your son Jesus so that we might have it and have it to the full so father we are not ashamed to stand and say that we agree with you that life is important and it should be protected innocent human life you have instructed us to rescue those who are being drawn away to the slaughter Father, you 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 said that it would be terrible for someone to hurt children. You said it would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and they throw into the water. So, Father, a lot of people are drowning today because they have not heeded what you have told us to do. Father, we want to be like the Hebrew boys and we want to stand for what is righteousness. We will not bow. We will not humble ourselves to the idolatry of the day. So I pray that you would amplify our voices out here today, wherever this is being seen. Thank you for all of these people that are out here today. And Father, we know that your word will go forth and it would accomplish. It would not return into you void. So send your word, Father, and awaken people. Shake them out of our doldrums and help us to understand clearly that outside of you nothing matters. But in you, all things are good. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
1: IFI board member, Caesar LaFleur, at the recent Black Families Matter rally in Flossmoor. Be sure to visit blackfamiliesmatter.org. If life, faith, families, and education choice are important to you, make sure you're registered to vote or update your voter registration. And if your church leaders give the okay, hold a voter registration drive at your church. It's legal, nonpartisan, and it's patriotic. Find out more by going to IllinoisFamily.org. Please support the work of IFI. All donations are tax-deductible. And tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at IFIaction.org. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time,
1: stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.